Welcome to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us today. Today we want to highlight all the exciting exhibits and demonstrations occurring at the Farm Science Review this year. The review is this week, September 18th through the 20th, so we released this week's episode early. You can listen to it on your drive down and plan your day. We hope to see you out there. In this episode, we're chatting with several members of the Extension Farm Science Review Planning Team to highlight some of the exhibits you might want to check out while you're here. Here with us today, we have Nick Zakrich. He is the Farm Science Review Manager, and this year's Farm Science Review is going to be bigger and better than ever. Nick, do you want to go into a little bit of detail as to why that's so? Sure, Elizabeth. Yeah, so uh, every year we try to make a little bit of improvements here and there to make the experience a little bit better and not just have the same old farm show every year. So we like to go around the site, uh, pick those areas that need some improvement and improve those. Um, Just like our drainage projects that we've done this year, we put a lot of money in gravel and and drainage pipe. So that tile has been in and installed and we had a five inch rain over the weekend over that system and it uh, handled it pretty well. So we're excited about a good farm show that otherwise could have been really muddy next week. And here we are a week away and we're ready to to get out there and, and put some exhibitors out in the booth. So exhibitors are moving in and, and we're really excited uh, about the weather that could potentially be. So if we can miss one more hurricane, we'll be in great shape this, this year. <laughs> um, that's what you get for planning it during hurricane season, right? Who'd have thought it'd be an issue in Ohio? <laughs> yeah. And, and most people I talk to, like from Canada, they say, why are you getting hit by hurricanes? And um, just they're amazed at how we kind of fit into that system. And even some of the folks from out West that we talk to. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so you have an expanded demo area. Yeah, so you may have heard reports that we've added 20 acres to our exhibit area. And what that space is going to be used for is uh, ride and drives. So we wanted to bring some more activity to those. And many people probably didn't even realize we had ride and drives because they were kind of off the beaten path and away from the rest of the exhibit area. So uh, being front and center next to our gates now, we're hoping that brings a lot of activity to that area. Uh, it's right next to where OSU Extension's agronomy team has had a display and looks great. And the Precision Ag team has been a part of that for uh, the last year or two, and uh, it's really improved there as well. So along with that, the antique tractor clubs are there. So we have an increased presence that uh, we have this year compared to last. So that area is going to be full and a lot of activity going on. So to accommodate that, we have moved a fence to enclose that in the exhibit area. So it's much easier to get to and uh, easier for people to, to, to walk around between the exhibits and the ride and drives, the antique tractors and the OSU Extension agronomy team. Excellent. Are there any other upgrades to the facility that you would like to tell us about? Yeah. So one other piece, you know, with OSU Extension, we're excited about is with the the beef team this year. So we're looking to build on uh, some livestock demonstrations. And right now for this year, we have planned the beef team is going to have some beef quality assurance information and displays as well as some of uh, cattle handling equipment. So the cattle handling equipment will be uh, used in the beef quality assurance. But there is an example of how you can uh, manage your livestock a little bit more safely. So in the next few years, we look to that to be uh, to build on that over the next few years in order to have a good presence for the livestock uh, farmers as well. You know, we have a great presence for many grain farmers at, at Farm Science Review and um, our livestock and different species other than beef as well. Uh, we'd like to see the presence a little bit larger uh, to be able to accommodate those. So a lot of people out there diversifying a little bit. So uh, maybe may some folks that were into grain and now are getting to some cattle or maybe some, you know, they, they get into sheep because of some 4-H projects and it works well for them. There's a lot of different reasons people are getting into some different livestock. So we hope to accommodate that and have some education for that as well. 
Yeah, I think that'll be really cool. Looking forward to seeing how it works out. So we have the programs available when people get here, but if they want to do a little planning ahead of time, um, what do you recommend them looking for? Yeah, so the program is going to be available in Ohio Farmer, uh, like it has here in years past. Um, so that's a good preview. But also to complement that on our website, you can find some schedules for the extension presentations that are going to happen as well as our digital directory that has a list of all the exhibitors and is also interactive. So you can do a keyword search if there's something specific you're looking for, uh, as well as look for specific exhibitors that you'd like to see. And that map, will t it'll take you right to where you need to go and you can plan out your show. Uh, that is also tied right in with our mobile app. So if you have a smartphone and like to use the mobile app, it's directly tied to that. So it's live together with our database here in our office. So whenever I make a change to an exhibitor or the exhibitors make a change to their description, it's going to be live into your app and live into that digital directory. So a pretty comprehensive way to be able to find what you need. And every year now, the this is the second year for this, but every year that we've worked on that mobile app, it's been more comprehensive and easier to, to use. So um, we're looking forward to even more in the years to come, just a little bit at a time. We're making it easier for people to find what they want to see at Farm Science Review. That's perfect. Um, hopefully people are listening to this on their way down to the show this week during Farm Science Review so their passengers can get on the app right now and start planning their day. That's right. Yep. And it'll make it a little bit easier too. I'll just mention that we do have a courtesy shuttle going around. So if you don't have the need for a golf cart or something to you know get yourself around mobily around the site, uh, 100 acres is pretty big. Uh, we do have some courtesy shuttles that are six seat uh, passenger golf carts that uh, we have a group hired to come and help people get around the site. You know, we need to get from east to west because that's the long way. So if you need to get from the parking lot to get on the shuttles to go to field demos, you can get on one of those carts and get you most of the way there. Or at the end of the day, if you get tired and you end up on the west side and the parking lot's on the east, and then you get a ride to the other end. Uh, just expedite that a little bit if you get your feet get tired. So look for those in different areas in the site, and that'll help you get around a little bit easier. Man, you'll be able to find me on the shuttle by Thursday, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that we don't want to do is get partway here and then get stuck in traffic. So Nick, how do you recommend people get into the site so that they can get here quickly? Yeah, that's a good question, Elizabeth, because a lot of people know that, that US 42 is the closest exit to us. But what we recommend is State Route 56 from the west side and State Route 29 from the east side. If you use those to get down to 40, you're going to have a much easier time getting uh, into the show. So especially from the west, the State Route 56 side, that, that line is so much shorter than if you try to go up to 42. So recommend using that. So um, don't just listen to your map service. Use, use those uh, other exits and you'll be much quicker getting into the show and less, less, less of a headache in traffic, that's for sure. And as far as parking goes, everything at the east end this year, including handicap, or do you have some at the um, west end again? So yeah, so the the west end parking is for exhibitor parking and media parking, and then the, that's where the buses will park as well. So the buses we've moved to a little bit location, different location, but it is still on the west. Um, and then the east side of the facility is where all the visitor parking is, and that's where you'll find the handicap parking if that's what you need. So if you need accessible parking, that's close to where the the golf cart rental and, and the registration is if you bring your own. So um, also do need that uh, handicap registration or a doctor's note if you do want to bring a golf cart of your own. So otherwise, we uh, recommend that you use our courtesy shuttle uh, to get from one end to the other if you do need assistance. Of course, always ADA approved vehicles are fine too. So if you have a scooter of some kind that's ADA approved, those are perfectly acceptable all over the site. 
Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know that you're plenty busy, so we appreciate you um, sharing this information with us, and good luck with well, the show this year. Thanks, you too, as well. We'll look forward to seeing all the OSU Extension folks out, and it's it's a great day for everybody you know, those three days every year, and look forward to seeing everybody, all the visitors from across the state and several states surrounding to come ask questions to everyone. Joining us to talk about the field demo side of Farm Science Review is Nate Doritas. He's the farm manager here at the Molly Karen Ag Center. And Nate, why don't you tell us a little bit about how the crops are doing? You started uh, harvesting a little bit to open the demo fields up last week. We did. Um, so uh, just some background here. We generally plant a uh, 99 or 100 day corn hybrid and a 2.7 to a 2.9 soybean variety to be able to go through all those weather challenges that we have throughout the growing season yet still ensure we're going to have harvest um, at those uh, during the three days of the show. So we did, we began opening up fields last week. Uh, we had a good forecast and, and crops were mature and uh, we, were, we were pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, we're average to above average with anything uh, uh, around 180 to 200 bushel corn and uh, really surprised on the moisture at about 20% average. So we haven't been any beans yet, but hopefully once it dries out, we'll be in some beans. Excellent. So Nate, if we come to Farm Science Review, what field activities are being featured at the demos? So we've got lots of variety and uh, lots of content to see in the field demonstrations. Um, we dedicate 500 acres here at the facility specifically for the annual Farm Science Review field demonstrations. And this year specifically, there's 320 acres that are corn and 100 acres that are soybeans. And, um, you know, we're one of the, we are one of the only national farm shows that does uh, soybean harvest. Um, we do corn harvest. Uh, some of our demos are set up a little bit more unique and they're tailored a little bit better to uh, allow the attendee to come in and uh, really visit one-on-one -on -one with that company if they want that opportunity. And then see specifically the area that that machine at harvest to be able to help evaluate whether it's the header, combine loss, uh, or just general performance where they can't really see that at some of the other uh, demonstrations. So we provide that opportunity. Beyond harvest, we offer other things um, including the ag innovation and tillage, cornstalk baling, and um, this year we have a couple of unique demonstrations which includes some grain handling and then a, we have a silage baler that's going to be here to um, kind of show how the silage side of things can work with a, a product that they have. Um, nutrient application is a big one again for us this year. We'll have multiple types of uh, applicators. And then uh, once again, reoccurring demo for us is Ohio Leica partnership with a, a tile and a waterway installation demonstration. That'll be running all three days of the show as well. So lots of variety. Right now we have over 50 demo participants. A couple of those to, that you can look for would be nine different corn harvest participants and seven on soybeans so lots for you to come and see yeah definitely a comprehensive field demos and i think you guys work really hard to make it that way and maintain it so what's the schedule for the field demos each day once an attendee's here uh, they'll spend the morning in the exhibit area and then be ready to kick off field demonstrations at 12:30 in the field and then there'll be demonstrations that run throughout the afternoon there still going to allow you a time to get back to the exhibit area and work your way back towards the parking lot and you can also go up and visit the grain handling facility correct that's correct another unique thing about our our farm show and and operation here is we uh, maintain our own grain facility which gives us a lot of control 
So there's lots of things up there to see from the, the company's uh, grain handling products, uh, grain bin storage. You can look at some automation that's there, both on the uh, receiving and material handling side of things. Lots of folks up there that you can visit with. And uh, once corn harvest wraps up and uh, we're working on soybean harvest, you'll be able to go up there and see grain coming in and, and uh, the dryer running uh, as long as we've got the wet corn coming in and uh, lots of things to see up there. So that's one of the shuttle turnaround locations and um, you can't miss it if you get on a shuttle, shuttle tractor. So there's a shuttle that can take us out there. That sounds really convenient. <laughs> um, could you tell us a little bit about where we catch the shuttle? How do we find it? Yeah, so as you work your way in the exhibit area from the from east end going west, um, you'll come all the way to the west end. At the west end, we offer um, um, shuttle tractors that will board just at, at the west end and take you up to multiple locations at field demonstrations and uh, There'll be signage along the way that will tell you what's going on at that uh, shuttle stop or to stay on for uh, some upcoming demonstrations and you'll work your way around the shuttle loop. Not only does it stop at the demonstrations, but it stops at the, the grain facility and uh, there will be the, uh, the Olika drainage and waterway demonstration. You can also catch that same shuttle to the Gwen Conservation Area and then it always works its way back to the west end of the exhibit area again. And that loop will run all day from 9 till 3.30, 4 o'clock, uh, depending on the traffic. And uh, it's a great way to get up to field demos quickly. What about weather? Since we had some of that last year, how do attendees find out if the demos are still going on? So social media would be the first avenue that we'll use to, um, to communicate with the attendees, whether they're uh, on their way or planning for the following day or uh, here on site. So uh, follow our social media post at Farm Science Review on uh, both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can also look maybe on our website for some links there. And then, um, you know, we, we, do, we have a lot of things in place to ensure uh, harvest as long as it's not a complete rain out. You know, the tile installations will uh, carry us uh, through a little bit of moisture. Again, the maturities that we use do just about everything we can to ensure harvest will, will uh, harvest and the other field demonstrations will occur during the three days of the show. And I think that was evident last year because despite all the rain, you were still able to run on Thursday. That's correct. Yep. And, um, you know, we have to watch the forecast and uh, we do make those calls day to day. But uh, if, if we know um, if we know something's going to happen, we'll do everything we can to let the attendees know that, um, hey, there's a schedule change or, or uh, perhaps a cancellation had to be made. Well, right now the forecast looks really good for the three days. So hopefully it stays that way. And we're definitely looking forward to coming out and visiting at the field demos. Thanks, Nate. Yep, anytime. Thank you. With us next, we have Trey Colley with the Precision Ag Team to talk about the Ag Innovation Demonstrations. Trey, what sorts of things are going on out there? Yeah, Elizabeth, we're going to have an exciting week at the Ag Innovation Demo. We're going to be out by the Farm of the Future. You can't miss us. We're going to be talking about just briefly about apps that we use with the Precision Ag Program for in-season management. There's some Ohio State apps that we've developed and then also we'll talk about some of the tools from third-party uh, vendors that we also find to be useful during the during the season. Uh, after that we're gonna have Jim Love with Bex Hybrids. He's gonna do a drone demonstration for us and talk about how some of their practical on-farm research is used uh, to it is using drones to make management decisions. 
And then after that, we're going to wrap up the demo with a demonstration of real-time data transfer and utilization of that data, uh, as well as paired with an automated turning feature. Uh, that's been one of the cool new uh, tech tools on the market. Uh, so that'll be done by some of the Precision Ag Group at Ohio State, uh, and it should be a great hour. Some of the, the newest tech and and apps for uh, use in, in the United States. So we're really excited about it. So you said you're by the Farm of the Future, which is the strips of corn and soybeans planted in the same field there. So that's easy to find, but how do you get out there? Yeah, you should just be able to hop on a shuttle that will bring you over I-70 and we'll be on the right side of the road. On Tuesday, we'll be just past the corn and soybean harvest demonstrations. And then on Wednesday will be the first demo on the right. So just look for us when you're on the shuttle over there. And what time? And we're going to be running each day from 1230 to 130. So it will be the first demonstration of the day. Excellent. So if this is something you want to see, make sure you make it out. Yeah, very cool. And this is the first time you've done this extensive of demonstrations, right? Yeah, previously we've done only a drone demonstration, but this year we're trying to bring the focus back to what tools and technologies can we use to make an on-farm decision. So we're pretty excited about this year and the future Ag Innovation demonstrations. Awesome, thanks. Yeah, thank you. Right now we have Mary Griffith. She's the Extension Educator in Madison County and helps organize the Gwynn Conservation Education Area. So Mary, can you tell us first a little bit about what the Gwynn Conservation Area is? Sure. The Gwynn Conservation Area is part of the Farm Science Review where there's over 30 acres that's devoted to um, demonstrating conservation practices. So we have educational programs on a variety of topics out there all three days. We have talks related to woodlands and trees, um, to wildlife and aquatics, and um, forages and grazing, as well as a few other topics here and there that might be relevant to people interested in implementing different conservation um, tactics on their property. It is across the road from the main grounds of Farm Science Review, so you take a shuttle to get to the Gwynn Conservation Area, kind of like as if you were going to the field demos. Mm -hmm. um, but you get off the stop before you get to the field demos if you want to go to the Gwynn. Great. So what sorts of demonstrations are going on out there that someone might want to see? One thing that's pretty cool that we've been doing the past two years, and this is going to be the third year, is uh, chainsaw demonstrations. So we have some of the vendors from the main grounds that sell chainsaw products coming out to the Gwen and demonstrating um, cutting techniques for safety and they also do talks about maintenance of the chainsaws and those have been a big hit. We've usually had about 30 to 40 people at each um, talk and they're at 11 o'clock every day um, for the maintenance and sharpening demos and then 12.30 every day for the chainsaw cutting techniques. And we have people from um, Hawking College, from the Ohio Forestry Association, um, as well as some of the vendors from around um, the, the main grounds coming out to teach those um, sessions. And speaking of vendors, you also have vendors over there set up, right? Um, yes, we do. 
We have a lot of the departments from the School of Environment and Natural Resources set up out there with information about different work that they do and extension that they do related to wildlife or um, forestry and trees. Um, and then we also have the departments like the Ohio Department of Natural Resources that's out there and um, soil and water conservation distri districts. And we have some um, outdoor activity related exhibitors. So Cabela's has set up out there past couple years and they'll be there again this year. Have um, vendors related to um, pond management and stuff like that too. Um, one other thing that we have is Ohio Division of Natural Resource, ODNR's um, wildlife officer sets up an archery trailer that people can come out and practice archery. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you also have a food vendor out there, so if the um, main area gets too crowded, folks can just head out there for lunch and visit a little bit. That's right. Yeah, we have a um, barbecue vendor out at the Gwen who has great food and short lines, and we have shady areas <laughs> where you can enjoy um, your lunch. That's a great idea. And so activities out there are going on pretty much all day. Um, yeah, we get started a little bit later to give people time to get from the parking ground across main grounds. Um, and onto a shuttle to get across to our area. So our talks start at 10.30 every morning and end at 3 um, every day. And, uh, but we're out there from 9 until I think the sh last shuttle takes you back across to the main grounds at 4 every day. Very cool. I'm going to have to find time to <laughs> go across and check out the yeah. Gwen. It's, yeah. It's a nice little break over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your efforts in organizing all the education. I think it's uh, uh, definitely an added bonus to what we do here at Farm Science Review. All right. Next, we have Harold Waters. He is an Extension Agronomy Field Specialist. As part of that role, he's the leader of the agronomic crops team and has helped organize, while taking the lead on organizing, the Farm Science Review agronomy plots for quite a few years now. Harold, what sorts of things, can you give us an overview of the plots and what someone might see out there? Let's start with, this is 11 years, oh, so I, I passed 10. <laughs> so uh, Jonah Johnson from Clark County at the time and I, we put out some uh, antique corn plots in 2007. Man, that's a long time ago. But anyway, uh, that brought some interest, and then we kind of added some things to it over the years. So our weed management plots, this year we have a herbicide and crop screen back here. Really interesting to look at. We still have our antique corn plots out here, of course. Uh, I'm looking right now at our soybean management plots. So we've got nutrient management and soybeans across the front. Right behind that, we've got our precision ag, our variable rate soybean plots. In addition to that, we've got our It's Just $5 plot. I got a question about that this morning from a farmer. Uh, and that's where we ask farmers to think a little bit about why they're spending an extra $5 an acre for something that may or may not give them a return. And I think with lower commodity prices, that's something we do need to think about. Disease plots. I, I'm now running, what, I'm five years in a row with our continuous corn plots. And then I just started this year our continuous soybean plots um, because of the move with the chain link fence. We're now inside the exhibit area, 
but that caused me to shift my plots by about 20 feet and so I lost my long-term soybean plots. They were just getting really interesting as far as disease and insects go. But we'll start them new and we'll continue this for a while. Our soil health plots, uh, this is the fifth year for them. They're starting to grow into something interesting. Uh, we will have uh, a couple of our educators out here during the review and they will actually be doing um, water percolation tests, soil health tests, soil quality tests, things like that during the show and kind of seeing how these nine treatments we have out here, like I said, five years now, uh, kind of seeing what the differences are across the soil types and soil, soil health wise at least. Um, grazing demos. Uh, Christine Gelly, one of our educators in Eastern Ohio, came to us a couple years ago and said, we not just talk about cover crops, but what we maybe can do with cover crops in addition uh, to, to having that cover out there, and so uh, forages. And so we've got some a couple of things back here with triticale. Uh, we've got that interseeded into corn. Uh, it's looking a little thin, but it will look really nice once the corn comes off uh, at harvest, and then it grows a lot this fall, and it'll be some late forages for livestock. Uh, we'll also have some uh, grazing on corn back there. We've got some 76-day hybrid back there and a 94-day hybrid back there. So a couple of those things that come off early, harvest early, dry corn. And again, it's an opportunity to get the uh, cattle in to, to do some uh, fall grazing on corn stalks. For one of them, we'll have a little demonstration there where we put in a um, interseeder, interseeding between the rows. We've got a, uh, a nice drill we kind of worked out. So we pulled out on every 30 inches, we pulled out a row from this drill so we can plant down the middle of corn rows after corn harvest and get some, again, some shiro rye or something like that out there uh, for some fall grazing and then even into the next spring if it comes to that. Try to think what else I have. Oh, manure plots. Glenn Arnold, our manure specialist, extensive field specialist for manure, um, he will have a demonstration again this year with a hard hose and a manure applicator. I think, I um, can't remember the manufacturer this year, but he's got three toolbars he works with, and we're going to have one of them here to talk about during the show. And in addition to that, we've got strip till, banning uh, demos. Actually, that'll be equipment, not a demo per se. And we will have a number of pieces of equipment in here too. We have the interseeders I talked about already. We'll have Glenn uh, Arnold's uh, hard hose applicator, manure applicator in here. We'll have a planter in here, precision planter this year. Uh, variable rate, variable seeding, and uh, variable row width as well. And then we'll also have in a, uh, well, I want to say a herbicide applicator, but we're actually going to use it to apply foliar uh, fertilizers. And so we'll have that in here as a demonstration too. How's that sound? <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot to see out here. There yeah. is a lot to see. Yeah, and it's really exciting that um, we're inside the exhibit area now. So Hopefully people don't rush past us on their way in because they'll already be in. So take time to spend out here. And along with that, we've got a somewhat more organized attempt at walk and talks, I guess you could say. Yeah. So walk and talks, what we did was, and you all are part of the committee here, Elizabeth and, and Amanda, of course, we kind of came up with ideas that farmers would like to spend five minutes with us. 15 minutes with us, maybe something like that. And so we've got, what, about a dozen different talks out here that we talked about. Yeah, we've got barley, early maturing corn, NDVI, getting the right nitrogen rate, uh, variable rate seeding soybeans, cover crops, of course, we'll have those back there again as well. But all those are walking talks, so come spend five minutes or 15 minutes with us, and we'll give you some thoughts and, and maybe encourage you to think a little bit about what, what it is that you might want to do with those things. 
And then we also have the formal talks. Uh, those start at noon every day and run till 3.30. Uh, we'll have, uh, what, four topics each afternoon, so Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, I talked to uh, Steve Coleman this morning. He's our soil fertility specialist for, uh, for nutrient management. He's going to be doing the talk and will be here on site on Tuesday at 2 o'clock to do the uh, Tri-State Fertilizer Recommendation Update. So uh, he's done a lot of work over all of you have done a lot of work over the last four years to get those up to date. Turns out there's not a lot of surprises. But at the same time, there are some interesting things, mostly relate to uh, crop removal. And then Jeff Stackler will be talking about that herbicide uh, uh, weed screen I talked about in the back. Aaron Wilson's going to be here to talk about uh, climate change and that impact on agriculture. We're not so much worried politically whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's that how do we adapt, how do we react to weather conditions, climate conditions. So Aaron's going to be here to talk about that. Anything else you'd like to hit? Um, I think that's a pretty good overview, and you have the CCA credits available as well as some pesticide credits, correct? Yep, we like, enjoy working with certified crop advisors and, and their clientele, of course. So all of our talks will have CCA uh, credits, education credits as, as assigned to them. And then also on the ground at the Gwen Conservation Area at the north the part of the farm, uh, we have... Uh, contain education credits up there and in the small farms tent and building on the west side of the uh, exhibit area we will have uh, CCA credits there available too. Not every talk of theirs of course will be CCA ready but it's still enjoyable and uh, you will potentially pick up some credits uh, on some of those talks as well. Yeah so in case you can't remember all of this just by listening to it, because I know it would be hard to pick up a program, um, we are in, we've got a map on page 8 along with a schedule talk and the other areas that Harold mentioned, the small farms. We talked to Mary with the Gwen. Those are all in there and marked with the CCA credits available. So make sure you check us out. We have a lot of people, a lot of volunteers from around the state here to talk to you about what we have going on and are looking forward to seeing everyone. So some of the other things at the show that we'd like to highlight include the Fireball Building. It's located about halfway down Friday Avenue and it has a lot to offer. The Farm Office is in there and it includes extension professionals ready to talk to you about anything from ag business and law to the weather and climate trends. The Ohio Women in Ag team will be in there. And then featured programs include soil health with a display where you can show your love for Ohio soils. And then water quality with a survey to get your input on the needs and priorities to improve Ohio's water quality. Yeah, another great area um, I wanna point out is Ask the Expert. So this will continue again this year, hosted by the Ohio Ag Manager team and the College of Veterinary Medicine. These talks run 20 minutes every day from about 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. and they cover a wide range of farm management and animal health topics. So safety on the farm is important, not I mean, all year long, but especially at harvest. So you should stop in and check out the Ag Safety and Health display there on Cotman Street. And you can learn about many aspects of farm safety, including what I think is gonna be pretty cool, a fall hazard training where they're using a virtual reality experience. And then, especially this time of year, grain engulfment prevention. Um, you can learn about that and why it's important. 
You can also visit with the Ohio AgriBility team on Land Avenue and see the innovative ways they're working to enhance the quality of life for farmers and ag workers with disabilities. Um, and disabilities aren't what you always think about. It could include arthritis or back impairments or even visual impairments. So there's a lot to learn by stopping in and seeing them. Yeah, they always do a nice job. Um, so the fa Small Farm Center is made up of a tent and building. They expanded a few years ago and have talks running from 10 to 3 in both of those areas on livestock, specialty crops, food safety, and other topics to help small farms find their niche um, and reach their goal of living the small farm dream. Ooh, I need to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot going on this year, something for everyone. It's exciting to see that six-foot fence move to the other end, and I think it's going to be a great year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing all of you there. Thanks for listening to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. Join us again in two weeks for our next episode.